Welcome to the Hadn't You Heard podcast, presented by Maco Media, where we will be having conversations with local business owners, getting an idea of who it is, helping build our community, what it is they have going on right now, and why it is they do what they do. On today's episode, Hadn't You Heard, of Haddonfield Financial Planning, your go-to financial planning firm. Today, I'm joined by the owner, Adam Puff who prides himself in being the hometown financial consultant you can trust. Let's get to know a little bit more about Adam today and Haddonfield Financial Planning. Thanks for joining me, Adam. Oh, thanks for having me, Doug. I've been looking forward to this for months at this point. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Well, sweet. I appreciate you coming on and keeping me on the calendar yeah. and uh, excited to dive in a little bit about you and financial planning a little bit. Let's so, do it. I know financial planning is a big thing a lot of people are afraid to talk about, but today... Give us a little 30 seconds background of your business. Well, my job has been the only career I've had as an adult. So I came right out of school and jumped right into this career, and I've loved it ever since. And on the face, it's what most people think. You help a lot of people get to their retirement, save, make the planning choices they need to so they can live comfortably when they're done working. Yeah. That's pretty fulfilling, and sometimes it's really tricky. Yeah. And sometimes it's really easy. Okay. So it spans the gamut. I like it. Now, in 30 seconds... Less so serious. Give me a goofy manner of how you describe your business. You know, the goofiest part probably is how I pitch myself and what I do. I came okay. from all the big brokerage houses and I guess was sort of trained classically like that. And I never liked it. It never fit. Mm-hmm. So if you go to my webpage, I kind of make fun of my whole industry. We all say we have these niches and different things that we do. In my opinion, we all do the same thing. Maybe we're a little better at this or a little better at that, but it's the same thing. And you know, I have a chart that's called the BS Buzzword Index. <laughs> All the stuff these people say that they don't really mean anything. Yeah. They don't mean anything to the client. They don't mean anything to your plan. They just make you feel good. And they drive me nuts. So my whole <laughs> webpage picks on my industry. Yeah. And I could, I wanted to do it for years until I became my own boss and set up my own firm. Like truly, there's steps to independent in my world until right. I kind of fired everybody. I couldn't do it. Nobody would let me. Yeah. I love it. People search for an advisor because they don't have recommendation. And I get this call all the time. They've found three, four, five people. They've taken notes. They think they know what they want. Yeah. They get to my webpage. They make it like halfway through. They don't even do the whole thing. And they go, yep. And they just call. This they, is the guy. they just pick it up. They're like, yep, this is what I wanted. I think it's really cool because it shows your clients that like you're just a normal guy. Yeah. You know, you're just here to help out in your professional field. And it kind of makes financial planning a little more relaxed because I know it's a lot to deal yeah, with. Can be. Yeah. So what kind of made you decide to go all in? on this business? I think I was destined to do this from a very early age. I had some mentors in my life, my dad and my uncle, Mm -hmm. who were always investors. And my dad at the dinner table, at the breakfast table, would have the newspaper and say, hey, you know, were we on this or Mm -hmm. this? I didn't get it, but it puts the seed in your mind. Right. And I have an uncle who was a very, very well-known money manager for years. He helped start a really big firm. And so I had these influences in my life the whole time. And they talked to me about money. Yeah. So by the way, don't not talk to your kids about money. <laughs> I mean, if you understand money, your life is so much easier and so much better off. And yeah. I had that help. And it just guided me that way. So when I got to my first job doing this, you know, I was up to speed pretty fast. Yeah. It is interesting because I grew up, at least school, especially, you never learn about money too no. much. They don't teach you about this stuff. And you get here, you start your own business, and you kind of wing it a little bit until you start getting slapped on the wrist by, you know, 
<laughs> Everybody people. makes a few mistakes. Yeah. You never get it clean. Yeah. But as an aside to that, mm-hmm. and I think this is happening in a few high schools, but I teach at Haddonfield High School a couple times a year. Okay. They put into the health curriculum one week, I guess, for every semester or mm-hmm. at least every class. And it's a week on finance. That's awesome. They teach them what a checkbook is and what compound interest is and yeah. things that nobody taught any of us. Yeah. I used to be the last day sort of guaranteed. Now it's whenever I can get there. But I'd teach them a real basic, here's the stock market. Mm-hmm. Here's how you invest. And my whole pitch is if you do these things I don't, I'm telling you to do, you never need me. You don't have to pay yeah. me. You will have so much money. <laughs> so it's that easy. And the kids kind of pay attention. But when I put yeah. up the one slide, it's like if you save 10 grand yeah. and wait 40 years, it's yep. 1.2 million. Yep. Then they all are paying attention. Yeah. So it helps. And we all wish we had it. Yeah. Now we have a we have a little bit. Mm-hmm. That should probably be a whole course. Oh, 100%. These, these kids have some idea now. And it's fun. Yeah. Some of the kids are already doing it. That's I mean, awesome. I used to think I did a little. These kids, they have accounts. Some of them day trade and other things. Not a fan of day trading. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're into it. And those kids will make out like bandits because they're learning all the lessons in their teens. Right. So by the time they're 25, they'll have made the mistakes. They'll have figured yeah. it out. And they're probably going to have a lot of money. Yeah. And the sooner you make the mistakes, the better. Yeah, it hurts to make some mistakes late. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of described it a little bit. You were around finance discussions for almost your whole life. So what kind of, like, how long have you been in business in Haddonfield? And would you ever look to go somewhere else? Or are you always staying in Haddonfield? Well, I did. I started in Haddonfield. And I've never really been anywhere else. Okay. I followed the team of my previous bosses who were just great people to mm-hmm. a couple other firms. I was up on 73 for a little bit. But no, I like it here. I mean, I've I've made yeah. my life here. I try to be involved in everything under the sun, and I think yeah. I am. Leaving would be very challenging. Right. I, I grew up here. I was basically born here. I'm I'm probably here. Going to be here for a while, huh? Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> if I left, I don't think I could leave. I'd have to be somewhere close where I could come back. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about, I guess, being a business owner in Haddonfield, and what's your favorite part about the financial business? The community of Haddonfield for the businesses and the people is probably the best part. Right. You get to work with all sorts of people that have created their own really cool businesses. And it's it's just fun to collaborate. And I have with some of the people that have been on your show before. Yeah. Um, sometimes for me, sometimes for them. It's a cool community. I suppose the best part of my job, it's either one or two things. The best part is usually when somebody walks in and has no idea what's going on. And you can come back and say, you can retire. Like, you're good. You did all the right things before you got to me. You're set. Don't worry about it. And that always feels great because yeah. they're happy and it, it, it's easier. But every once in a while, you get a real big home run where you can finagle something out and fix a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can come up with an example on the spot, but if you can come over overcome a hurdle for somebody and sometimes save them a ton of money. Actually, yeah. I have one. I have some clients, older person, sold some property in Philly that they had lived off rent for years and they were going to have a huge capital gains tax. Was a part of the tax code called a 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. We set this whole thing up, saved them $200,000 in capital gains tax. Wow. And switched them into something that's going to pay her $40,000 a year. Wow. Covered her income need, saved all the capital gains. And she's older, so when she dies, all her kids get a stepped-up basis, and they keep all the gains. Wow. No tax. Incredible. So every once in a while, you hit a home run that yeah. you didn't even know was coming. And I think that's kind of the difference uh, between being— you know, retroactive with your taxes and filing and everything like that. It's the planning. I've talked to another local financial planner before, and that's something he always makes sure he talks. Planning, planning, planning. What would you kind of recommend to the people looking, or if they're scared to go in and talk about planning? 
I would say two things, and some of this makes sense to everybody, but earlier is always better. Yeah. If you show up to retire and you're talking to me and you just refinanced your mortgage to a 30-year and you're 65, mm-hmm. I already have a problem. You don't own your house till you're 95. Wow. So earlier when you figure those things out. But if you're worried and you don't want to talk to a guy like me, yeah. the tools online anymore, mm-hmm. they're as good as the stuff I have. You might not have the depth of knowledge and some nuanced stuff, but if you're worried, you could do most of this yourself. Yeah. And I don't really mind saying that because usually the more they get into it, the more they realize they might actually want help. Right. So I'm not sort of shooting myself in the foot there, but (laughs) there's social security planners, retirement, college, all this stuff is out there for free. Yeah. It's a great way to start. And if you get where you need to go and you think you need some more, then you find a guy like me. Yeah, yeah. But earlier, it's time is the most valuable thing in my world. Okay. You can't make it up. Yeah, it's very true. So kind of a recommendation to anybody looking out there before stepping in to working with a financial planner, just do some homework. Just learn a little bit about it, see where you're at, and then kind of consult your local financial guy. Yeah, it's a good way. I had somebody come in two weeks ago. He really thought he was fine. They saved a ton of money. He just wanted somebody to check. I don't even know if they're going to become a full-time client. Mm -hmm. He's going to pay me one off for a a plan that's really easy. He sat down and 10 minutes, I said, you you can retire. Wow. I was like, you don't really have to pay me. He's like, no, I, I would like to. I want to see it on a piece of paper. And he had done it all online. He goes, yeah. I just want the third thing. And I said, I'm, I'm happy to do it. That's cool. So yeah, it, it works. Well, that's what you can see working with a local person too. They're genuine. They're here to help out. And you know, if they're not right for you, you're not going to push them to, to work with you. It kind of sounds like. No, and there's a big fit factor in my yeah. world, and I've never been offended by it. Sometimes you walk in a room and you kick it off, and you're like, this is great. Mm-hmm. I've had people come in, both of us could tell right away, we're like, it's it's not working. Like, I can yeah. do it, but, you know, like, go talk to some of my friends in the area. I, I have actually done that, where it hasn't gone the way anybody thought. I was like, you know what, here's three other names of people I think yeah. are good at this. Call them. Yeah. Because this it wasn't working. That's how it goes. Everybody's a fit for somebody. I mean, you don't want to have all the clients, especially if they don't work with you. That's how I look at it when I'm doing photo stuff. Uh, yeah, and the honesty helps. I've yeah. done that, I think, only twice, so it's not common. <laughs> okay. But both of those people who didn't use me because it just wasn't working referred other family members to me. Cool. Because I was willing to be like, I wasn't the guy for you. Yeah. Go over here. And I don't know, that genuine nature, it, it pays off. It might yeah. take forever. Yeah, but, but people appreciate it. They do. For sure. So who would you say is your you know, preferred clientele? Who could we say if listeners are like, hey— we were just talking to somebody who's looking for a financial planner. Who's the perfect fit for you? As I said, we all do a wide range of things. I mm. think my favorite type of client are maybe a little more blue collar, have worked hard for what yeah. they've gotten, and maybe it's blue into up. But the, the genuine people that know the value of what they created and the value of their business, and they just want some normal help. Yeah, They don't want to go in and have this whole dog and pony show. They just want to see what it is. Those are the people we get along with great. And a lot of them become friends, you know, longtime friends. Yeah. Uh, I've had clients, maybe not 20 years I've been in business, but I probably have some that have been around 18 years. Wow. And some of the goofy commercials do end up being true. We're like, I get invited to birthdays. I don't think I've ever been invited to a wedding, but uh, you get invited to parties and retirement parties. Because if you're doing my job right, you become a part of their life. They call me for houses and cars and things that are in the periphery of what I do, Mm -hmm. but they matter. And you do, you fold in, you know their kids, you know their grandkids, you know their parents. Yeah. Like Truly a part of the community at that point, for sure. And that's the most rewarding part. Yeah, It, it just crushes it. And it, there's a flip side to that because I actually came from that today. Mm-hmm. A very good friend who I love very much, you know, she lost her son. Mm. 
And in my world, because it does skew older, mm-hmm. I'm in a weird career where a couple of times a year I end up at funerals. Yeah. It's a giant bummer. Yeah. But at the same time, I had those relationships. So it's really rewarding. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a tough double-edged sword yeah. there. And life is all about relationships and, you know, being in business for yourself. That's what business is too, all relationship-based. And it is. That's tough. Keeping on that kind of thing, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit before, and if people follow your social media, you do some type of events. You know, you're a big part of the community. Mm-hmm. You did something for Valentine's Day recently, which was pretty cute that you did for <laughs> the, uh, the uh, elder community. Do you have anything that you want to shout out, any events coming up or anything that people kind of look forward to? Yeah, well, the Valentine's one was fun and cute. Yeah. We did that just to be fun and nice. But the next big one coming up isn't really mine. Okay. Uh, Haddonfield's putting on the skirmish this year. Yeah. June 3rd, last year, there were 7,500 7, to 10,000 people downtown. It's packed. It's great for the businesses. Everybody loves it. And I do pony rides right in front of my office. Oh, cool. Um, so the kids and families came up. We were busy all day. We charged 10 bucks a ride. Every dollar we make actually goes back to the Indy King Tavern that puts the whole event on. Okay. There's really nothing finance to it. I'm just participating yeah. in the town and giving back to another organization I like. And it's fun. Everybody yeah. likes pony rides. There were people <laughs> that went three, four, five times. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that went to get back in line with her grandson, maybe granddaughter. And I was like, just go. You don't need to pay again. I'm like, just you've just, already yeah. done it. And she goes, this is for the Indian King, right? And I go, yeah. She goes, oh, no, we're going to pay again. Mm-hmm. She goes, it's going to them. I was like, after I pay the horse people from this, they get every penny. Yeah. And it's fun. And our community's like that. That's the best part, yeah. right? She must have paid like 80 bucks for all her grandkids wow. to go and go and go. Yeah. And, you know, after like buy three, get your fourth one free. And she just said, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Well, this community is so intertwined with their businesses. And it's that's one of the reasons I started the podcast. I wanted to bring even more people connected with the local businesses. I didn't shout out where you're located, but mm. do you want to tell the people, the listeners, where you're located? Because it's across from a really fun coffee shop as well. Yeah, I'm on Haddon Avenue, right across from Jersey Java. Mm -hmm. I've been there since 2018, 2019. I bought the building and rehabbed it. That was a big project. (laughs) Uh, But I love the location. We have parking out back and just a nice storefront. Um, And half the reason I do those pony rides, there's a problem. I'm sure it's in most towns. Getting people off Kings Highway and Tanner Street down is hard. So we thought having an attraction would pull people off Kings Highway, see some other businesses. Yeah, It worked to a point. That's smart. It's always a struggle. But that's why we're, well, we're going to keep it there for two reasons now. Horses obviously don't like gunfire and things <laughs> as fake as it is. Yeah. So we realized we were far enough away, you can't hear any of it. Okay. So the people in charge of the horses and the stables, they were like, this is perfect. We don't want to go any closer. Yeah. So we'll see. And lots of people go over to Jersey Java while they're waiting in line. I love it. It's perfect, man. It does work out sometimes. So before we get to the closing part of this, I always ask my interviewees a few extra questions, something about what their home life is like. What do you guys like to watch at at home on TV uh, when you're not working? Because I know financial planning is stressful. How do you uh, relax? I don't know if I have a lot of time for relaxing. (laughs) I have three beautiful daughters and an absolutely wonderful wife. And so before work, it's getting them in the car to school. And when I get back, it's making dinner and bath time and bedtime stories. Yeah. That's the best part of the day. Yeah. We watch some shows like everybody else too. We're, I'm not as huge TV as I used to be. I think I'm a mm-hmm. little too busy. Like a lot of times I'm back to work till 10 at night, but. Oh, wow. I guess lately for what's hot, we've been watching all the Mandalorian. That's good, we've isn't been it? enjoying that. Yeah. My wife's maybe a little bit of a convert, not such a sci-fi <laughs> person like I am. And yeah. 
it's a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wednesday nights, we're ready to rock for that. But, awesome. You know, I'd say I'd read more, but I read all day. Yeah. So reading for fun is a challenge for me. I'm an audio book kind of guy. That helps. Yeah. If I can listen to it, I can do much better. But, you know, I'm at a screen reading economic reports and things all day. So when I come home, <laughs> it doesn't matter stuff. if it's trash. Like, my brain won't take any more in. <laughs> so the TV works. But it's the kids. Nice. It's it's fun doing that. They'll come. They'll get on the ponies. We're yeah. taking them to ninja class or dance class. And they're all in town, too. You know, it's yeah. all local stuff. That's cool, man. Well, I appreciate you joining. Before we get to the final wrap-up here. Yeah. What kind of music you listen to to get hyped for the day? I always have a specific artist I listen to. I know financial planning, man. You got to get in the mood for it. I suppose that's true. I think the easy answer to that question, although I can give you a weird answer. Uh, I'm a huge Queen fan. Oh, okay. I have been my whole life. So Queen plays in my office on Spotify all the time. That's awesome. On that year and wrap up where they tell you what you listen to and all those it's things. It's just all Queen. Well, they give me a percentage of listeners in the world of who listens to more Queen than me. I was in like the 0.008% of, like, I just Let's stream go. Queen way too much, um, <laughs> but I love it. And I guess the weird artist came from my mother, who's much more musically inclined. Mm-hmm. And there's a Polish woman who's an artist named Basha. Okay. It's odd music. I think you have to be brought up on it to really like it. Yeah. I, it's in my brain. I love it. That's awesome. I'm going to check it out. Other people in the office come in and they will stop and they look around like, what? What's happening? What is this odd thing? And I'm like, I love it. Just get out of here. It's fine. <laughs> It'll probably be on when you come back. But Well, I'm going to put a whole catalog together the first two seasons of all the artists that uh, all the people like. And when they come across Bahasha. <laughs> They'll be confused. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully it's a hit. I it could it. be. She's been around a long time. I think internationally famous. Not so much here. Yeah. But no. Her, I guess, in Queen. But weird. Sometimes it's show tunes. I'm all over the place. Perfect, man. So what do you want the listeners to leave knowing about Haddonfield Financial Planning today and Adam Puff in one sentence? Well, I guess I would go back to my tagline because yeah, I love that it. too. It's no hype, no BS, just straight financial advice. Yeah. And if I'm not delivering that to you, I'm not the guy. I mean, my first boss, one of the best lessons he taught me was if you can't explain what you're doing to somebody with a crown and a piece of paper, you're not doing it right. Wow. And that's why the buzzword index and all that stuff exists. It's not supposed to be insane. Even when it gets hard, you should be able to distill it down into something they understand. Yeah. So I would look for that. If your advisor's talking way over your head and you don't know, yeah, try again. And if it's not me, just keep trying until you find your comfort zone and you trust the person that's there. Awesome. It's a trust relationship for sure. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for joining me on today's episode. Listeners, please check out Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you're at. We're on all those things. All of all the social medias. Stay tuned to everything Adam has going on. He does a lot of cool stuff throughout the year. And please reach out for any financial planning needs for Haddonfield Financial Planning. And catch us again next time on another episode of Hadden You Heard with another special guest. Thanks again, Adam. Thanks, Doug. It was fun. Thank you. I appreciate it.